0: I claim on earth what's coming from heaven, to be here any day. Oh, I can taste His promise, that is coming my way. Hello friends and welcome to the Growing in God's Word podcast with Dr. Jim and Joy McInnes. Our purpose is to bring to you encouraging teachings that will help you grow in your understanding of the Word of God. Well, hello, dear friends. This is Dr. Joy McKinnis, and thank you for tuning in here at growingingodsword.com or Growing in God's Word. Anyway, today, I would like to share to you about open doors and closed doors. Let us start with Revelations 3.8. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it, for you have little strength, You have kept my word and have not denied my name. You know, in our life, and um, humanly speaking, one of the primary ways we think that God speaks to us is through open doors. The simplest explanation of that would be that when we see an open door, that is an indication that God is allowing us to move forward. And when a door is closed, That, in a way, is also an indication that he isn't allowing us to move forward. And every day, we walk through different doors in our life, you know. And doors are actually very, very significant. Very, very, very significant. Okay, doors are important because doors and doorways represent places of transition. We move through them to get inside or to go outside. Doors can uh, hide or reveal, they could exclude or include, and they could encourage or discourage. And a lot of people also think that open doors would give them access to blessings, uh, maybe uh, opportunities, uh, maybe places, and uh, people. Now, without an open door, without any open door, we can be stuck in one particular place. Now, one of the things I want to point at, though, is uh, when it comes to open doors and God, is that we should remember that God is the author of open doors. God is the author of open doors. If we truly are pursuing God and desiring to go His way, we should let Him open the right door at the right time. Because, you know, we have the tendency. We can get impatient and we think we know better. And then we open the wrong door because we have been on hold, so to speak, for a while. And then we end up suffering the consequence of that impatience or that wrong judgment. So the encouragement for us here is let God open the door for us. Amen? And then... Another thing is that during the season of open door, it's not just uh, sometimes smooth sailing. I remember that, you know, when I became a Christian, uh, uh, I still experienced difficulties, challenges, and it's the same way, you know. All our life, we would go through struggles, but One thing we need to encourage ourselves and remember is that God is with us. His Holy Spirit is with us. And though we may be going through a difficult time as we step into that door, that next door that we perceive to be where God is leading us, and we're experiencing challenges, rejection maybe, Or maybe failure is that we remember we hold on to God and his keeping hand and God will grant us the victory. Amen. Our victory is in the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Doors also represent access. Okay. Uh, There are doors uh, that needs to be unlocked. There are doors that needs to remain closed. Okay. And we're going to discuss what are those those doors that needs to remain closed in our life. Now, usually in the Bible, doors are openings or opportunities that God is uh, giving to us. And remember, we have an enemy of our soul that is out to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And the enemy of our soul will create counterfeits, counterfeit open doors Uh, So as to lead us astray. And that is why we need to exercise discernment. We need to exercise wisdom. We need to seek counsel, maybe from other more mature believers. Uh, who could speak into our lives about different doors that we perceive are opening before us. Because the enemy can also create a counterfeit door that seems to be good, that seems to be very inviting, that seems to be productive, that seems to be amazing. So be very careful because in John 10, 7 to 10, it says there, Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. And verse 10, here you go. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and that they have it more abundantly. So the enemy of our soul wants us to miss the mark. He doesn't want us to pursue our purpose or fulfill our purpose. But Jesus Christ is the door and the good shepherd. And so we, it is very important then that we allow him to lead us like the good shepherd that he is. And this is the only door that could lead to true abundant life. You know, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan generally operate by legal rights, okay? So except we open the door of our lives to God, He cannot come in uh, and become our personal Lord and Savior. We need to invite Him, just like what it says in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. So if we do not open our hearts to Jesus, he will not, and allow him to come in, he won't come in. We need to extend that personal decision and invitation for him to come in. So in the same way, the devil generally cannot come into our life except when we open that door for him. So some of the problems and some of the demonic attacks that you may be experiencing could be a result of that open door uh, that you have unknowingly granted to Satan. So how do we solve this? What we do is we repent. We come before the Lord and ask for repentance. We repent and ask for forgiveness and shut the door that we have opened to the enemy No, some of the doors that needs to be shut would be the doors of unforgiveness because we know what unforgiveness can do in our lives. It could eat us up, you know, and it would turn us over to the tormentors. You have no peace at all if you dwell on unforgiveness and bitterness. There's also that door of deception and sin that needs to remain closed. Alright, we need, and the Holy Spirit will warn us. So we need to pay attention to the warnings of the Holy Spirit. He will not let us sin. He will not allow that without warning us. So we need to pay attention, okay? We need to pay attention because sin is crouching at the door of our life. Just waiting, waiting for the time of weakness, the time of discouragement, the time that opportune time that he could come in and destroy our lives so be very careful okay mm-hmm. watch out for those doors of deception and sin, sin that need to be closed another door would be the doors of the occult and witchcraft we need to close these doors and if you have been have you, if you have uh, uh been involved with the, with the occult before come again once again come before the lord ask for forgiveness, shut the door, okay? And if you have any stuff that is related to the occult, don't sell that, don't bring that to Goodwill, don't put that on your garage sale, destroy those things, amen, amen. Now, one other door that we have to watch out for is our mouth. You know, our mouth can be a source of blessing or it could be a a source of cursing. So we have to put a watch, a guard over our mouth. That, uh, that what comes out of it would be words of life and encouragement. You know, Psalms 141 verse 3 says, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. And then james three nine says, "With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God, and out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so, so as believers as believers and followers of Christ, we should be very." diligent, we should be very careful to guard our mouth, that the the words that we speak and allow to come out of it will not be for distraction, but it is for encouragement and life and blessing. Amen? Now, another door is the door of hope. Oh, I love this door of hope. One thing we long for in this life is hope. If we don't hope, oh my God, a lot of people would be given up, would be in despair would be uh would be like beside themselves and there is no greater source of hope than God's word you know we are experiencing so many difficulties right now this is such a challenging time right now but our hope and our confidence is in God amen you know proverbs 13:12 says hope deferred makes the heart sick but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life Maybe you have been holding on to a promise, uh, maybe a, a word from God and it has not come to pass yet and it's been years, maybe decades. You know, keep holding on to it. God is the God of perfect timing. Put your hope and confidence in God that, that everything that He's doing in our life anything that's going on in our life is for our good. Amen. If something has been delayed, so to speak, you know, trust God, rejoice, trust in his timing. Amen. Amen. And then there is also the door to our prayer closet. This is so beautiful. You know, these are those times where we come into the presence of God to just enjoy his presence, enjoy his fellowship. You know, Matthew six six says, "But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you." Now, when it comes to prayer, the best, like Matthew six six, would be to to do it in private and to do it, to do it early in the day when when there's no distraction. But like I told the ladies in our ladies meeting today, uh, our time spent in prayer with God could differ. Some, some of the ladies would like to wake up early in the morning and spend time in prayer. Some could not. But for me personally, all throughout the day, I spend time with God. I talk to Him. I talk to Him while walking. I'll talk to Him while driving, while working, working out in the yard. You know, just being that, uh, Constantly aware of his presence and spending time with him. Now, there are also those special times where you absolutely would just uh, separate yourself from the crowd and from the noise of the world. Lock yourself in, in his word and worship him and be in prayer with him. Those are marvelous times. So what is important is that you spend time with Jesus. Amen. We spend time with him. Spend time with him. Now, in relation to this, I would like to uh, uh, mention uh, George Mueller. You probably all know George Mueller. He was a, a man who lived in England, and he was a mentor to Charles Spurgeon. Now, Mueller is known for many things. He's, uh, he established uh, many orphanages, and it's been estimated that he ministered to over 10,000 children. Wow. He pastored the same church for 66 years. Wow again. And at the age of 70, he became a missionary. Wow. And he finally retired at age 87. In addition, Mueller is known to be a man of prayer and faith. It has been estimated that he has raised millions of dollars to support his orphanages and never Okay, you pay attention to this. Never directly asked anyone for a time. How did he do it? He prayed. He made his his needs known to God, and God supplied his every need. Wow, that's what he did. That's what George Mueller did. Now and then there is that other door, the final door that we go through, and that is when we... Are called home by our by our Maker, and I'm just thinking. Um, just last week, one of our a dear friend, a mentor, actually like a father in the faith, Doctor Gerald Durstein, has been called home to be with the Lord, and he has been uh, uh, an influence, uh, you know, in the Charismatic move, and he has been an influence in my life as well as Jim more so Jim because he actually um uh commissioned and and uh, ordained Jim when he was like twenty years old. So but he has been a man who walked his life and lived out his life in faithfulness. Now in closing I would like to end with this reading which I read somewhere, I can't remember now, but it's about the open and the closed doors for Joseph. You know in our life we go through seasons. We go through uh Different doors, and sometimes we wonder, why did I went through that door for however long it was? What was accomplished during that time? You may never know what was accomplished, but all that matters was that you were obedient to God, and you went through your journey in life, going through the different doors. Sometimes I would wonder, why did I ever become a dentist, a teacher? I leave the results to God. My part was to walk out in obedience, his call, and his seasons in my life. So let's look at the open and the closed doors for Joseph. Uh, the Bible says that when Joseph was no more than a young teenager, he had a special dream that revealed that one day he would be a ruler and even his family would bow down before him. But what Joseph didn't realize at the time was that a lot of life had to be lived before that dream could could come true. Joseph's dream was point Z, and therefore a lot of the alphabet had to be experienced before Joseph could receive the blessing. For instance, Joseph had to be sold into slavery by his own brothers. Joseph had to be carried off to Egypt where he would become a slave. Joseph had to be falsely accused and thrown into prison. He had to learn certain administrative skills so he knows how to manage people. (laughs) Joseph had to learn the importance of patience and forgiveness. He needed to learn how to interpret dreams for others. And then both Egypt and the land of his family would have to experience famine. So that seems like closed doors closed doors that seems like a series of closed doors being sold into slavery by your own brother brother seems like a closed door being betrayed and forgotten seems like a closed door waiting all those years seems like a closed door yet those doors yet those closed doors were actually they were actually open doors that God was taking Joseph through in order to prepare him for the door later in life, when Joseph had matured, he made this statement to his brothers, "What you meant for evil, God meant for good genesis fifty twenty you know and this is like um, the equivalent of romans eight twenty eight Some people say that, and we know that all things work together for good, for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. all those all doors are an open door for those who desire nothing more than to do God's perfect will. Okay, so how do we apply this in our life? Maybe you've been looking at yourselves' um, experiences, and you've wondered um, why you walked through certain season. You know, we just have to trust God. God is bringing us from point A, point C. Point D. Some of you might just be on point M now before you reach your Z. We have to go from A, B, C, D, E, F, G until we reach Z. Our part is to partner with God and to obedient as he leads us by his spirit. And one of the things we remember is that he's a good, good father. Good, good God. God. You know, and he's always out, at work in our lives and he's going to use us if we make ourselves available. You know, during this uh, pandemic, a lot of people have experienced shiftings, changes in their lives. Seasons have been changing. And personally, for Jim and I, we are, we have experienced some shiftings too that we sense that the Lord is doing. Now, what is our uh, responsibility? Our, our responsibility is to surrender our lives to God, surrender our will to him fully and say, Lord, let your will be done in our life. And that is the only way we could live that fulfilling, fruitful, abundant life in Christ. Amen. So maybe you are in that place of asking God, Lord, should I walk through this door? Lord, why, this, why did this opportunity close? Why didn't I get the promotion? Why didn't I get the transfer? Why did my, you know, this relationship ended? So many things. Lord, why, why, why? Why? Of course you can ask God why. But keep your hearts right before him, even as you are asking the wise. Trust him. Amen? Trust him because he is a good God. Well, this is the end of our session for today. I hope you have been blessed. And if you have, you want to listen to some of our old podcasts, you can find us in our Facebook, growinginggodsword.com. Would love to hear from you. You could email us as well or send us a message. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you guys. And, uh, stay in tune with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, come and fill me up, let your Spirit come. Rain down in my life, flooding me with your love. I claim on earth what's coming from heaven to be here any day. Oh, I can taste His promise that is coming my way.